Hey everyone, welcome to Outside the Walls podcast, episode number two. My name is John White. Steve Reeves here. I'm Casey McDonald, and we have a guest with us today. Mr. Noel Whitlock, yes, the preaching Absolutely. minister at College Church of Christ mm-hmm. for the last 14 mm-hmm. years. Noel, mm-hmm. welcome. Thank you. Good to be here. Really glad to have you on the show today. Um, excited to talk about, you know, church and, and faith and how we're moving forward mm-hmm. in, a, in a post-quarantine world. Mm-hmm. How are things over at college? I think... As well as as we expect, nobody nobody really knows. Even after a year, and we're coming up on the one year anniversary, I'm not sure that we all still know exactly all that we need to do. I think yeah. we are so anxious to get back to normal that we hate to we hate to get in the mindset of um, you know uh, being in COVID for you know another two or three years. So, but I mm-hmm. think we're doing well. Yeah, well, good. good. That's good to hear. Well, mm-hmm. why don't we start out with uh, what are some some realizations, maybe some things that college has learned mm-hmm. as a part of this quarantine? Like maybe what are some good or bad things you guys have come to realize uh, about church or things that you guys were doing and, and maybe how that's shaping what you do going forward? Mm-hmm. Well, uh, as far as, you know, no one could have ever predicted that the churches of Christ would dismiss Worship services. <laughs> I, if you sure. asked me a year yeah. ago, Steve, uh-huh. that yeah. churches of Christ yeah. everywhere would do, I would. I just said there's just no scenario yeah. on earth where I could imagine that right. happening. Right. But it did happen, and we were blessed that um, we had started Faceline, a uh, Facebook online service about a month before COVID oh, wow. hit. We were still new mm-hmm. at it. Mm-hmm. We didn't have um, uh, some upgraded equipment that we do now, but we started it. So when COVID hit, I mean, on Sunday 1, March 15th, we had a, a service online. Steve Clower uh, preached for us that uh, time. And so we kind of had a little bit of a head start on a lot of churches, but we were clueless. And I mm-hmm. think one of the things that we learned very quickly is the need to uh, for the members to feel connected to mm-hmm. each other. Right. So we started uh, scrambling, how do we do that? Because we knew we had uh, folks at Harding Place, and we knew yeah. we had shut-ins. We had um, you know folks that that were now going to uh, habitate <laughs> in their homes and not get out. And we had I heard from a lot of members that uh, you know, brother, I am not coming out of my house until this thing is over. <laughs> you know, so a lot of fears are out there, and a lot of people that were alone. And uh, so we started doing the um, videos every week. Uh, staff members would um, our senior minister would send a. a video out to the uh, senior members and the youth to the youth and I would broadcast to the whole church and we just had videos going out in the beginning and um, you know just trying to give them the feeling that we're all still in this together you're not alone and so one of the things we learned very quickly is to just start really communicating and asking them to communicate with us if you have a need if there's something that 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 we can help you with our elders started really um, contacting their uh, care groups. Bible yes. classes started, uh, you know, it wasn't very long before Bible classes started doing Zoom. I never heard of Zoom uh, <laughs> uh, before amen. COVID. Yeah. Now we're yeah. all Zoom right. experts. But uh, Bible classes started, you know, r- within a few weeks, they started having Zoom classes and things. So we learned real quickly that we couldn't just, we couldn't just, 
uh, stay in this COVID mode and, um, you know, and just social distance from each other, we still needed to have some kind of way of visualizing and seeing and hearing one another. So we were, you know, those are the lessons we learned very quickly is that we can't just let this thing take its course. We mm-hmm. have to be very proactive. Mm-hmm. Well, what about going forward? How mm-hmm. have those lessons shaped the way that you mm-hmm. see the church moving forward? Well, you know, we had a lot of our ministries that shut down, like our caring and sharing on Monday night. We'd have a, we would average 150 to 160 people on a Monday night. Well, all of that was was let go. So one of the things that we're actually in the process of doing right now, with the numbers coming down, is is we have been starting to have our caring and sharing, but it's a drive through. Uh, so we're still seeing faces and we're still seeing people in the community. They're getting a good meal. They'll get a devotional that's in that meal. But we know, but still that is not, that is not building a relationship. And, and if we've learned anything from the lack of caring and sharing with community is that, um, the ones that we have kept up with the best were the ones that we had the relationship with the best. Uh, and we were, we had their numbers. We knew where they lived. And so we've been able to reach out to them. But um, again, that's probably the things that we're learning is how valuable these relationships are in the classrooms. The people who are still feeling a little very disconnected from the church are the ones that weren't very connected in the beginning. Mm-hmm. They weren't right. they weren't coming to Bible class on a regular basis. They weren't involved in a particular ministry. Um, and so if we've learned a lesson, it's that that you you have to have relationships you have to have that that personal connectiveness because when that it, when if that gets um sidetracked like like it is now you don't you know you don't have the avenues uh, now because worship uh, isn't happening as normal in ministries and things so uh you you've got to have that it's kind of like what um what Jeremiah said you know if you have uh, if you get tired you know running with the footmen you know if you get tired in the battle with the uh, with the soldiers what are you going to do when the cavalry comes well mm-hmm. you know, i think people we we need to take advantage of these times when especially when the times are good and and right now times are getting better things are mm-hmm. things are loosening up you know in the city and around the state so we need to take advantage of these times to start building ourselves up, building our community, uh, building our relationships, uh, so that the next time a COVID hits or or if it uh, comes back with a vengeance, we're better prepared. You know, I, I think that was the thing is I think we were a little bit too lax. A lot of churches were a little too lax in how necessary these uh, um, um friendships and relationships were. I'll tell you, the people who have really, in my opinion, who have really survived the, uh, you know, the spiritual uh, war during COVID were the people who were part of small groups. Mm -hmm. I think if there's one thing that, you know, that churches should have had uh, really going strong and hard and having, we've got good small groups, Uh, but those are the people that seem to have um, weathered this storm the best. Hmm. So how were those small groups? I mean, how, how did you guys utilize those throughout this pandemic to really? We encouraged hurt? them. We encouraged them to get on Zoom and to meet. If they could meet during the summertime and the weather, many of our uh, small groups, I think about Todd and Debbie uh, Gentry especially, uh, they would have 40 and 50 people 
you know, sometimes in their backyard. Uh, they've got a big backyard and they you know, bring your own lawn chair. And mm-hmm. so they just spread out mm-hmm. and they would have a, a pretty large group. Now, others, if you were in a living room, probably could only have six to eight or 10 or something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we understood the need for social distancing, but we really encouraged the small groups to happen, whether it was on Zoom, if you could meet in a backyard, if you had a room big enough. And many of ours uh, did that. I think most all of our small groups and even Bible classes to a great extent, tried to do something on Zoom or something in the backyard. And I think those will pick up speed now that the weather is is warming up. Mm-hmm. Noel, um, one of the things that we're interested in also is uh, in, in, in your preaching over the last mm-hmm. year, what, what has this done in terms of your planning and preparation? Mm-hmm. Is there, ha, have there been specific themes that you have felt uh, were pertinent to the uh, situation. Uh, How has this affected you personally in your Mm -hmm. work that you do? Well, I think most all the preachers know you did this too, Steve, but in the beginning, we tried to deal with, um, you know, the need to reach out and make sure that you're calling one another and praying for each other and let them know that you're available if someone has a need. And so, you know, I was preaching lessons in the very beginning, like most people were, how do we stay connected uh, in the midst of uh, this social distancing and, and just meeting online? When we first started to worship, we had, we probably had six or seven, eight guys that were in this large auditorium and I was preaching to an empty uh, auditorium for the most part. And That's we did that for... Very unusual. It's it not fun at all. Had the ex, you know, same experience here. Very different. So it's it's hard to talk about relations when there's nobody in the audience at all. But we did that in the beginning. But also, I didn't want it I didn't want my messages to just be about COVID. Mm-hmm. I wanted I wanted us to uh, the sermons to start feeling like that that we were still a normal, vibrant, active, outreaching kind of a church. So I we then I started doing what what I would take were, were more typical sermons about evangelism and giving. And we had some. And anytime things came along. I mean, I preached on Mother's and I preached on Father's Day and and we talked about, you know, Memorial Day. And, and you know, even when, um, you know, there was kind of this um, uh, kind of a low time at, at Harding where uh, they were going to have to release uh, and let go a lot of their faculty members. Yes. Well, I knew that we would probably have, uh, I didn't know how many, but we may have a few or we may have um, a lot of people that were affected by that. So I preached a sermon to deal with that. So I I paid attention to the rest of the world, not just uh, COVID, but we had some series about encouraging and loving one another. What we're getting ready to do now is start a, uh, a series on uh, several one another passages, mm-hmm. you know, and just and getting yes. us in the mindset that as things get better and we start coming back, our numbers are coming back on Sunday as far as people who are in person in worship. They keep just trickling and getting a little bit better uh, over the time. And so things, people are com- gravitating back and, and coming back. And so we're, we're going to be, we're starting a new um, um Oh, I guess a theme for the church about being connected to God, connected to one another, connected to our world, and connected to the world. Well, we'll start with a series of lessons, uh, and we're going to deal with this um, uh, a new uh, motto, um, uh, vision for the church. We're going to deal with it for probably the next year, year and a half. And so I'll I'll have a couple of series on being connected to one another. I think that's most important right now. And then we'll connect to God, connect to the Word, connect to our community. But we need to make sure that we're still a good, strong, 
strong church family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One question I did have, mm-hmm. uh, I was thinking about this, but what is maybe a, a, a section or a passage of Scripture that throughout all of this has stood out to you, mm-hmm. has been invaluable to mm-hmm. you as a, as a preacher, as a Christian, as a person leading a church? Mm-hmm. What, what is a, a either a story or just a passage from Scripture that you've come back to again and again and again that's, that's valued a lot? Well, um, I wish I had uh, uh, known that question before. But it, would, it, would actually, it would actually go back to that Jeremiah uh, passage that if you if you're getting war smooth out, running with the footmen, what are you going to do in the cavalry? Well, you know, Satan sent us. He, he sent us in his cavalry with this COVID. I mean, it knocked the church for a loop, mm-hmm. and there are. Bible classes not meeting, people not worshiping, uh, ministries not active. You know, uh, our his house was shut down for a, for a good long while, and then we op- about, we opened it back up, and then somebody drove a truck through it. Oh, I <laughs> saw that. Yeah, he drove a truck to that. Dallas, shut down in with construction, but 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 basically it's up and going again. Um, but I mean. Um, Satan really threw something at us that caught us off guard, and and I think um, you know that we need to be reminded that during the good times when things are good, we need to be building ourselves up and we need to be building those relationships so that when uh, another calvary of of Satan comes along, uh, we are we're prepared and it doesn't it doesn't just undo us the way COVID did. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. yes. Mm-hmm. You've, you've mentioned a few of your ministries, uh, small groups and caring for sh- mm-hmm. uh, sharing, caring and in uh, mm-hmm. his house. Are there any ministries that you've seen just kind of close the doors during all this and not plan to open back up or uh, going forward? Do you see any need for maybe new or different ministries? I haven't seen any just close up and give up. Uh, in fact, we have, uh, you know, our widow's ministry continued. Mm-hmm. They kept, you know, uh, at least sending emails and call and reach out. So I don't know that any of our ministries are are not going to survive this. I think they will all come back. Good. But things like our caring and sharing, I think it will come back bigger and stronger than it was before. Good. I think. Um, I think. In fact. Um, you know, you don't realize how much you miss something until it's gone mm-hmm. and taken away from you. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of the community that enjoys that, um, I think they will. When when we reopen, they will um, be very proactive to bring more friends mm-hmm. and to be a part of that. But we're planning to make a um, you know a, a a really big deal out of coming back out. Uh, you know, okay. coming back together for caring and sharing and different ministries. So, uh, but they've all they've all tried to stay active as as much as they could. Yeah, good. good. What do you see, Noel, as uh, potential pitfalls in coming out of the uh, the quarantine mm-hmm. mode? Uh, do, mm-hmm. do you do you sense uh, any negative lasting effects the, upon the church? Well, I, I think the one we're all worried about is is that people have have gotten accustomed to worshiping online yes and mm-hmm. uh, and especially and may we may maybe we didn't say it right or whatever but we made we made sure that in the beginning that if you chose to worship online and to stay home do not feel guilty about that don't feel uneasy about that at all because we fully understand I wish we had maybe verbalized that a little bit differently to say this is not what we want. 
We hope this is not what you want, you know, and just to, to kind of reaffirm that what God really wants is the church to come together to encourage. And one of the things that I'll be saying in my lesson this week is that, you know, if you do choose to continue for a while to stay at home and to worship online, um, that is fine. And, th- and we understand it. And I'm glad that we have this avenue, but you're not encouraging me. You know, and and I'm mm-hmm. not encouraging you, and this isn't what God wants. And so, one of the things that I'm starting to do right now is maybe to um, make sure that that they are reminded sitting at home and watching church is that's not the best way. It's not the way God I think designed and wants the church. So, but I think that's our biggest pitfall that we're all concerned about is how many people are going to just say, well. I like worshiping. I like pausing the preacher, and I like zipping through the songs that I don't like, you know, and those sort of things. Um, so I, I think that's our biggest fear is the people. Now, I've had a few members. Uh, in fact, I had one of uh, uh, one of our uh, uh, members that came, started coming back two or three weeks ago, and, and they just said, you know, we, after one service, and they were, they were faithful to watch online, but after one service, they just looked at each other and said, I'm tired of this. Let's go back to church next next Sunday. Right. I think there are. I think a lot of people are thinking more like that. I think they're missing the fellowship, but there are going to be some that probably going to miss, you know, the online service. Now we'll always have that. I'm, I guess. Right. So. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I mm-hmm. uh, last uh, not not this past Sunday, but mm-hmm. last Sunday, um, I, I looked at Acts one and mm-hmm. two and. Uh, Seven times in those two chapters, the mm-hmm. word together. Mm-hmm. Six of those refer mm-hmm. to the believers. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, we talked about much much the same thing, about mm-hmm. God's design is for us mm-hmm. to be together. Mm-hmm. And there's just an element of encouragement. Uh, there's an element of accountability mm-hmm. there and uh, spiritual strength that can only be found when mm-hmm. we are together. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I think we probably, most preachers that I've spoken to, most church leaders who I've spoken to over the last few mm-hmm. months, share those same concerns. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, however, uh, I do find encouragement. The Pew uh, Foundation did this thing about uh, how many people intend to go back. Mm-hmm. And I think the latest is they mm-hmm. say even more. Mm-hmm. Uh People than who were attending at first. Well, so that, I hope that's the case. Uh, well, and hopefully, not having something builds that desire yeah, to have that again. Right. Um, the um, uh, the idea of of the fellowship, and I usually get raised eyebrows when I say this, so I don't. I, I always have to parse my words really well. But you know, why did God bring it? Why does He bring us together? And we always want to say, well, to worship. Well, you know, we can, I do, you can worship, you can sing by yourself or at home, you can you can give, we're giving online now, you know, I don't get put anything in the plate anymore. Um, we can do all of those aspects of worship by ourselves or in yes. our home and all, but the reason that God calls us together, yes, and I'm not minimizing the importance of worship or the Lord's Supper at all, but he calls us together. So we can be together. Mm-hmm. I think I think it's that togetherness that is in. It, I think our fellowship is as important as our worship yes. to God. I think our fellowship is equally important to to our. Per, 
partaking of the Lord's Supper, you know, and um, and I understand the theology of, of the Lord's Supper, but um, but I, I do think that God calls us together as a body so that we are together. Don't don't forsake the assembling of yourselves together because worshiping me is so important. It's not what God says. So you can encourage one and stir mm-hmm. up one another. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's something that I noticed uh, early on in, in the pandemic and mm-hmm. the sentiment of, I'm ready to get back. Mm-hmm. I'm ready to get back to doing what we always did. And of course, now as we're starting to mm-hmm. see the mass mandates across the country are slowly mm-hmm. kind of disappearing and you know more places are, are opening back up, mm-hmm. that's a sentiment that I keep hearing over and over again. It's like, we want to get back mm-hmm. to normal. Um, but something else that I noticed very early on as well as we were kind of going through all this, the sense of community, I think, is very different. And there's a maybe a, a generational difference at mm. some point within mm-hmm. the last, you know, 70 years or so, there's a point where the sense of togetherness, I think, was a lot more significant um, for people of specific generations mm-hmm. to gather together, to be together at a church uh, in, a, in a physical way. Whereas I feel like the, the younger you get, the less you feel disconnected by being online or the less you feel disconnected. Cause mm-hmm. I, I can only speak for, for uh, mm-hmm. myself, but I, maybe Casey too, but that, that sense of loneliness or mm-hmm. isolation, I don't feel like was as intense mm-hmm. for younger people as it was for people mm-hmm. who were older. And so I, that was something I had never realized before about the significance of church is mm-hmm. that it's, it's not just going to worship. Like you say, it's, it's also, mm-hmm. as you pointed out, mm-hmm this sense of community. And that was something that was missing for a lot of people. Uh, but certainly those of us who are more used to the, the social media and that's the internet and are, that's are a lot more used mm-hmm. to that. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. So I don't know young, if you've observed that too. Oh, well, I saw, uh, in fact, um, young people are as content to watch a, a worship service on a podcast as they are to be <laughs> right. in church. Whereas the older generation of my generation, and I would feel this way, we feel guilty. If mm-hmm. we're not in in church, why is that? Well, I think a lot of it is we were we were, it was ingrained in us. You know, in fact, uh, it's one of the things I, I spoke about on on Sunday is that that uh, you know we're we're saved by faith. You know, we're saved by grace through faith. But a really good Christian comes back to church on Sunday night and Wednesday <laughs> night. You know, and 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 so we. We had a, and I don't want to say we were just punching our clock or, or marking the box. I don't think most of us felt that way, but there was a part of, you know, when the doors are open, we're supposed to be there, even though God never says anything about a Sunday night or a Wednesday night, but we, it was ingrained in our generation, yes. right or wrong. Mm-hmm. And, yes. um, um, and I'm, I'm all for Sunday night and Wednesday nights, but, uh, the, the younger people, uh, I think they probably get it more that, that going to church three times doesn't make you a better Christian necessarily than going one time and then going to a small group and being involved. Mm. But they are already connected by social media far better than I ever was. <laughs> to, to to the mm-hmm. the benefit or the dismay, depending mm-hmm. on how you Very look much. at it. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah. in, yeah. many, in many cases, those are not. But I'm seeing, I'll go into a restaurant. I was seeing this before COVID even, but I'll go into a restaurant and I'll see a couple that now in their 70s, 80s, 
you know, and they're both sitting there on their phone in a restaurant. They're not talking <laughs> yeah. like oh, that. Yes. So it's, yes. I think our generation and older, we're, we're buying into it too. That phone mm-hmm. is consuming mm. most of our time now. Yeah, it, mm-hmm. it's, it's very easy to be the mm-hmm. most connected and yet loneliest mm-hmm. people yes. of all time. Very much. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I kind of want to come back to this idea mm-hmm. of people who are, or this question of like, how do we get people to come back? Um, to me, I'm kind of curious what you think about this. Mm-hmm. What responsibility does the church have to that person that says, you know what? This this is how I'm at church now. Like mm-hmm. this is I'm going to give online. I'm going to watch it online. I'm going to be very faithful, maybe even attending a, a, a Zoom small mm-hmm. group mm-hmm. Um, just as faithfully and connected and, and fellowshipping with people as any other member, mm-hmm. but I'm not physically there mm-hmm. on any of our services or things like that. What responsibility does a church have mm-hmm. to that person? Like, how do we, how do we change what we do going forward with that in mind? That's a good question. Cause zoom's not going away. Facebook live is not going away. A lot no. of people u- are using YouTube uh, to do their, I think that is a, we have a, we now have a TV up on our stage. So people, so the camera can zoom in on the PowerPoint easier. That is now going to be a permanent place on our, on our stage. So I think the online, we, we need to make our peace with it because I think it's going to be a part of the way that, that people do worship. Um, I think most of our members will will come back. But we are but but we have people from Africa, Uganda right now. We got some folks in China that are telling us we worship with you every Sunday. And yes. I thought, man, what time of the night or right. you know, is right. that happening over there? But I do think that um I think that's going to be the biggest positive out of this is that uh, that there are people in other parts of the world that have a connectiveness to a West Side or to a college church, and or to that preacher or to that song, and um, and so it gives them a way to be encouraged and to hear lessons that they would never hear in Uganda or in other places around the world. So I think that's one of the positive. I don't, and I think we need to, our responsibility is to keep teaching the scripture that we need to, we need to do the holy kiss. We need to hug. We need to feel the handshake. We Mm. need to be a part. Our children, um, you know, need, they need uh, pure church leaders to come and give children a hug and and let them know their love and you but there is a certain aspect of encouraging and people try to do encouragement when they're when they're online with us I see the mm-hmm. I see the the In things the as uh, that are scrolling mm-hmm. you yes. know we're here worship glad to see you oh glad to see you're with us this morning but mm-hmm. that's still that's still minimal. Uh, compared to when you when you're in um, you know in physical proximity of of one another, so I think we still need to teach that that online is not how we do it. We, you need to be present and here and with us. So it's going to take some while, but I think we we need to continue to teach about worship and the God's presence uh, in in His people, um, and so. You need to also be with God's people in God's presence. Uh, I think we just need to keep teaching and encouraging people to do that. But it may be some are going to be slower to come back than than others. Well, Noel, I appreciate you bringing up the aspect of fellowship mm-hmm. and the importance of that and coming together. And do you think that the way that we were doing fellowship before um, was sufficient, or how do you think we might be able to improve on that aspect of people coming together? You talking about in the worship, mm-hmm. or, uh-huh. when people come together for worship? Well, 
we don't fellowship in the worship uh, the way we do uh, worship. That's not, I mean, I'm staring at the back of a lot of people's heads or someone's staring at the back. That's not how you fellowship. You fellowship by getting into small groups and okay. getting into uh, ministries where you're working side by side with someone. Mm-hmm. And I don't think our worship service is designed for fellowship. Um in fact, we cut it off so we can have the you know the announcements, and then we we said okay, you know, we basically let it resume again at the end. Um, but the worship service itself, uh, I don't think the way we worship, at least here in America, it is not designed for fellowship. It's not the best place in a big large group. Is not the best place to build mm-hmm. friendships and relationships. You have to do that in your Bible classes, small groups, mm-hmm. in ministry, going getting in each other's home, putting your knees under a table. Yes. that's where the fellowship but when we come together um you know our you know and when we worship our focus is on god now we encourage each other through the songs we sing and but um but i'm not sure that that our worship services are going to change all that much in order to promote the fellowship um we need to make sure that those avenues are are in place outside of that hour, hour and fifteen minutes yeah. of worship. So, yeah. okay. but I don't know how you I don't know how you worship in a pew facing everybody facing the same direction. Yeah. I don't it's know how you how you promote other than to teach on fellowship and hopefully mm-hmm. they're doing that outside of the worship. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I had a question followed up by John's question on uh, any specific Bible verses. Mm-hmm. Uh, my question as far as books outside of the Bible, uh, I know that there's been a lot of people have a lot of extra time mm-hmm. to read maybe more this past year than they ever have before. Has there been any books that you've read recently that have just kind of stood out, uh, kind of come to the top, just t- top of mind? Mm-hmm. That- well, I've reread the book uh, that was written by a Navy SEAL called uh, Taking Ownership. And so I'm just being reminded that when there's a problem in the church, it's not your fault, and it's not your fault, and it's not those elders, and it's not the deacons. Or, but I take ownership. If there's something not going right, what what part of that is not is my is my fault? And to and to uh, you know to um, to acknowledge that. So I've, I've reread that one recently, and that has really uh, reminded me that, especially right now, I've, and the reason I reread it is because I found myself becoming a griper and a whiner. You know, when things are not, mm-hmm. when something happens, I've, I'm finding that my attitude has, has not been the best because COVID has taken all of the, it's taken a lot of the encouragement away from me. I, mm-hmm. Only encouragement I'm getting right now, uh, or at least for a while, was if someone texted me or sent me an email. Well, I used to get a whole lot more than that when, when people were in the church and, mm-hmm. and we could uh, we could hang around uh, each other. So, but anyway, I reread that one to just help my attitude okay. uh, mm-hmm. to get better. So. So, mm-hmm. um, but I'm, you know, r- r- reading some other. I read uh, through uh, Mike uh, uh, Ireland's uh, mm-hmm. devotional book, mm-hmm. you know, on a daily basis. Excellent. And those things, we're, we're doing that right now, my wife and yes. I. And so, um, so there are those kind of books. And okay. um, I've still got a stack of books on my <laughs> office to, to read that have been there for months. <laughs> well, in, in relation to this, Noel, I know that during not only this, uh, mm-hmm. this time of uh, COVID and being separated from mm-hmm. so many people that we love. Uh, I know that you and uh, your wife, Lael, have gone through mm-hmm. a time of sickness. Mm-hmm. With uh, Explain a little bit to us kind of what Lael has gone mm-hmm. through and how 
uh, you have managed to cope with all Mm -hmm. of that in the midst of this pandemic on top of it. Mm -hmm. Well, actually, the pandemic was sort of a godsend to us in 2020. She's had a tough year. She ha- found a spot on her leg that was melanoma. And so they, they took a, you know, took a part right, ab- right above her ankle on the front of her leg. Well, there's very little meat, very little flesh there. So they had to do a skin graft. And um, they feel like they may have nicked a little cyanic nerve or something in there. But, um, but when she had that skin graft done for about two weeks, I mean, she was in terrible pain. I mean, mm-hmm. the pain medicine just did not cut through Mm -hmm. as much as we'd want. So there were a few weeks that she was in really, really pain. But then that's gotten better, and the skin graft's fine. And hopefully by this summer, it's going to be hard to even tell there was a skin graft. It takes a long time. But then shortly after that, um, you know, we found uh, she'd been having headaches, and we're just trying to find the um, you know, the, the source of it. And so in the, in the, you know, MRIs and getting these tests, they found a, a, a fairly small tumor, not a big tumor, but one in a tumor in her brain, but they weren't even sure that was related to the headaches, but they did recommend that it comes out. So we, um, through some friends of ours, were able to go to uh, the Mayo Clinic. And so she had, uh, I mean, she had brain surgery. They took a tumor out mm-hmm. and, uh, but she's doing quite well, but if anything, <clears throat> um, now the I would say the melanoma was harder hmm. than the brain surgery yeah. uh, as far as pain goes, right, but she's right. doing quite well. And in fact, she's leaving this week for the Mayo Clinic for her three month checkup, and we expect a a good report there. But she's doing well. But what COVID allowed was for me. It gave me a lot of extra free time to minister and and be with her. And to try, you know, to be able to travel with Amen. her, and so um, yeah. it just because there were a, a lot of my duties weren't weren't necessary, that allowed me to really stay home with her uh, a lot more. So, if anything, that the COVID was a positive mm-hmm. uh, for us this year. Mm-hmm. But twenty twenty was a hard year for my wife. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah. 2021, we just had our first grandchild last year. So 2021 <laughs> is, is looking a lot better as far as she's That's concerned. Great. great. That's well, good. we're mm-hmm. we're so grateful to hear mm-hmm. a good report on her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, where you know where College Church is going, I know this isn't you're you're not asking this question right now, but we're kind of probably where West Side and all other churches. What are we going to do when the uh, governor lifts the mandate, if and when he does, like the governor did in Texas? Yes. You know, I don't know. I think if I were a guessing man, and that's all this is right now, because our elders haven't made a, uh, a decision on this, but my guess is our first our first step will be to remove the ropes, you know, and, and the stop skipping every other pew. I think mm-hmm. and probably the social distancing will go first. Um, the mask will be one of the later things that 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 go away. But I think um, when things get a little closer, we'll probably take out the ropes to allow more people. Hopefully, that will be a sign that we do expect that more people will come back. We hope you will come back. We'll be promoting that they come back. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, we're actually toying with the idea of a mask optional uh, service and maybe kind of dip our toe in the mm-hmm. water that way. So we're we're trying to you know, um, put a plan together. What are we going to do? But I don't know that we know exactly yet. That sounds like a good solution because I I don't know how many uh, people you've had of this caliber, but just people have said, you know what, I I can't do the mass thing. I'm not doing the mass Mm -hmm. thing. 
we'll, we'll stay home and watch it. And that's been their only mm-hmm. sort of problem mm-hmm. has been, I, I'm not going to, I don't agree with the mask. I'm not doing yeah. the mask, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, mm-hmm. and so once you have that optional service, maybe they'll, they'll come I back hope and so. be with you. I fully understood that in the beginning. I told people in the beginning of COVID that if I were not the preacher, I'd be online worshiping. I hate the mask. I don't like the mask. I don't, you know, can't breathe. It fogs up my glasses. Yeah. But you know what happened? I got used to it. <laughs> I, I wear the mask everywhere I go. And now I get in the pulpit sometimes and I forget I have it on. <laughs> and, and I'm two minutes into my I'm two minutes in my service. Oh, I can take this off. Ha ha ha. I can take it off. And um, but that's what I tell people is I was with you for a while, but there comes a time where you get used to something and, and um, um, it's not it's not that big a deal. So that's why I tell them said so just get, when you get used to it, come back, come in. And I think some people have done just that. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I think our culture is slowly mm-hmm. getting very used to the masks. Mm-hmm. I, I drop my kids off at school; they're they're mm-hmm. in person at, at McRae, mm-hmm. and uh, you know they they have those masks on all day, most mm-hmm. of the day, and and they'll get yeah. in the car, and I'll say, "You guys can take it off now." Yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot that I haven't even thought of with masks. I was talking with somebody this past week that they had a member at their their church that just could not because he was a desert storm vet mm. and putting on the mask caused PTSD. And I was mm. like, you know, I hadn't even really thought of that. So I, I mean, there's, that's right. that's, I mean, there's yeah. just a lot of, you know, external factors uh, yeah. playing into, you know, why people might not mm. want to other yeah. than just, you know, political reasons, but there might be actual psychological mm. as well. But. Yeah. I think uh, it, it, I hope it doesn't even become political in our, our churches mm. where, yeah. you know, taking off the mask or leaving it off, you know, mm. kind of shows yeah. you what side of the political aisle you are. Right. I pray, yeah. I hope, yeah. I pray the same. I hope the church is above yeah. above that. So, yeah. Yeah. well, you know, I I think about as we think about reopening, uh, and something I shared with our elders here several months ago. Uh, you remember in the movie uh, Apollo thirteen? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's an old movie mm-hmm. now, but anyway, um, th- there's th- there's a scene in there after the explosion that had crippled the spacecraft, and uh, they had to shut everything down in the command module and you know they they use that lunar module to mm-hmm. get them back to earth mm-hmm. but before reentry they had to figure out how are they going to power mm-hmm. that command module mm-hmm. back up they had a limited supply of battery power mm-hmm. and they were going to have to throw all the systems back up but they couldn't do it all at once it wasn't a matter of just going in and throwing a master Mm -hmm. switch and everything coming back to life they had to figure out a procedure Mm -hmm. and it was a very tedious procedure Mm -hmm. for them and I think I think the church is somewhat like that right now as we anticipate the lifting of the mandates Mm -hmm. we're having to figure out Okay, mm-hmm. how do we how do we bring this back online? Mm-hmm. Uh, from uh, how do we bring it back? Uh, we, we don't just say okay, next week everything's going to be back to the way it was mm-hmm. on March seventh of mm-hmm. two thousand twenty. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and so I'm like you. I think uh, as I look, I can see us making some of the changes mm-hmm. you've talked about in terms of maybe. Getting uh, some of the social distancing uh, criteria out of mm-hmm. the way, type of thing, but I, I think it's going to take us a while. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to take mm-hmm. a while for things to kind of get back to what we would consider to be normal. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, yeah. I do too. I don't. I don't think we're not. There's not going to be a one day out there where we say, you you, like you say, flip the switch and says, okay, come back and you know we're just like we were before. Yeah. Um, it's going to be a you know when it first started, our elders probably the same way at Westside, the elders would say, well, no services for the next two weeks, and then in April first we're going to reevaluate. Mm-hmm. Well, then they reevaluate. Then they announce, well, no more services for two weeks, and then we're going to reevaluate the middle of April, and they kept doing that, and then finally yes. we 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 then we would allow people to come back with masks only, but we were just always in this reevaluate. Mm-hmm. So it has been a slow progression just to get to where we are now that it will be. I'm hoping that during the summer that transition is is made, but I don't think anybody knows right now right. just how long well, it's going to take. Well, who would have imagined a year ago mm-hmm. that we would be in this a year? Yeah, I thought I thought we'd be, you know, by April, the 1st of May, we'd be back to normal. Right. I had, even had one of our elders who's a gifted speaker. I said, I want you to talk about what it means for us to be back together again. So I had him working on a special message uh, to deliver to the uh, to the church and all. Well, that was naive thinking that, that well, we will just be out for a few months and come back together. Um, I mean, I never would have imagined that would be more than a year. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, I don't. I don't have anything else to add. No, thank you so much. Well, for, it's been a pleasure, Noel, and and answering questions, letting us just fire them at you. Well, that's okay. <laughs> you yeah. took it like a champ on the firing line. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we appreciate that. Well, it was enjoyable. Thank you. Thank you. Well, we we always like to close out with a prayer. So, mm-hmm. Noel, if you don't mind, would you would you lead us? With I would a prayer? be honored, mm-hmm. Father God. As we do uh, close this uh, time of, um, of discussion and and thinking, I know that there are church leaders and preachers and Bible class teachers and members that have had countless conversations about COVID and church and when we come back together and what will it look like. And Father, I just grant that you, I just ask that you will grant uh, your church and, and especially its leaders, grant them a special measure of your wisdom and mercy and um, and your spirit. Father, help us. Uh, you have helped guide us through this uh, and helped us to navigate through this COVID so very well. And so many churches have um, uh, done an excellent job to have a service online and to have Zoom meetings and to um, put things, videos on on uh, the Internet for children to watch. Father, help! thank you that you gave us those avenues. I'm grateful that we did not suffer this uh, pandemic 20 years ago when we didn't have many of the uh, things that we have available to us today. So I got, I, in the midst of all this, I still gr- give you thanks. And I'm grateful for the many blessings that we have, for the blessings that we have seen, for the ways that people have tried to reach out. And I'm thinking about the, the members that went out and shoveled um, snow out of uh, driveways for members that were worshiping online and not getting out of their of their home. Father, we have tried um, to the best of our human abilities to to do what we should. And we're grateful that you have uh, taken what we've done and uh, made it better than we ever could. But Father, we do pray that this pandemic will come to an end, and we pray that the church will be stronger and better and more vibrant than ever before. Amen. Father, help us to do that. So give us your spirit and give us your wisdom. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. 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 Noel, thank, thank you, you so much for That's joining right. us today. Uh, this has been Outside the Walls podcast. And as a reminder, we would like to start answering your questions at the end of each episode. So if you will do us a favor and send us any questions you have to questions 
at wschurch.net. You can just send us an email uh, to that address, and we'll get those, and we'd love to start answering some of your questions with our guests. Mm-hmm. But, Noel, thank, thank you again. Thank you. God bless you. Absolutely. And if this was helpful to you, be sure to like and share with somebody that uh, might find this beneficial as well. And uh, thank you guys for joining us, and thanks again to Noel. And hope you guys have a great rest of your day. Remember that uh, folks at College Church would be glad to welcome you. We welcome you here at Westside. Mm-hmm. Uh, whatever congregation you're a part of, mm-hmm. uh, take part. Get back involved, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, your, your life will be blessed as a result. Amen.